Hey there, lovebirds and lone wolves. It's your favorite sexpert, Stephanie Smith, and we're about to take a joyride through the wild world of sex and relationships. So buckle up, because we're going to laugh, learn, and maybe even blush a little as we uncover the secrets to kick-ass sex life. So grab your headphones and get ready for some scandalous stories, quirky advice, and a whole lot of laughs. Welcome to Let's Talk About Sex with me, Stephanie Smith, the podcast that's about to make your ears blush. Hello, welcome to The Gilf's Den. Introducing Sex Talk with Granny, where age is just a number. I'm your host, Granny and Gilfie, and I'm here to share my unfiltered thoughts and experiences on all things sex and relationships. Whether you're young or old, single or partnered, there's always something to learn about this fascinating topic. So buckle up, get comfortable, and let's dive in. Today is podcast is Let's Talk About Sex. Today, we're going to discuss my views on sex and sexuality and how they've evolved over time. I'm going to talk about why it's important to have an open and honest conversation about sex with your partner. I'm going to share my own personal experiences related to sex and relationships. And I'm lastly, I'm going to offer some tips and tools for those who may be struggling to talk about sex and help you learn to explore your own sexuality. We're going to start with societal views on sex and how they've evolved. We need to start there because these are the ways that we've all been framed, our grandparents, to our parents, to us, and then to our children, and so on. So we really need to start with how society has framed our way of thinking. The, so it's going to vary across all different societies. So let's start with the ancient societies. Many of the ancient societies had diverse attitudes towards sex. For example, ancient Egypt and ancient Greece celebrated sexuality and had gods associated with fertility and love. In contrast, ancient Roman society placed a stronger emphasis on marriage and procreation while discouraging sexual activities outside of marriage. Next, we have Judeo-Christian influence. Um, With the rise of Christianity and the spread of Abrahamic religions, attitudes towards sex became more conservative. Christianity, in particular, emphasized sexual restraint and placed a strong emphasis on marriage and procreation. Sex was often viewed as a means of reproduction rather than for pleasure. Then we have the Victorian era. During the 19th century, Victorian morality in Europe and North America imposed strict social codes surrounding sexuality. Public discussion of sex was considered taboo, and modesty and chastity were highly valued. 
sexual expression outside of marriage was largely condemned and women were expected to be virtuous and sexually passive. Now we have the sexual revolution of the 20th century, particularly during the 1960s and 70s, which brought about significant changes in societal attitudes toward sex. This period witnessed an increased openness and acceptance of premarital sex, contraception, and discussions about sexual pleasure. The feminist movement played a crucial role in challenging traditional gender roles and advocating for sexual liberation and equality. Now we move on to the LGBTQIA plus rights movement. And over the past few decades, there has been a growing recognition and acceptance of diverse sexual orientations and gender identities. Many societies have made significant strides in advocating for LGBTQ plus rights, including legal recognition of same-sex relationships, marriage, and protections against discrimination. However, acceptance and legal protection for the LGBTQ plus community still vary across different countries and cultures. The last one to discuss today is the sex positive movement. It is a social and cultural movement that emerged in the late 20th century. It aims to challenge and overcome the negative attitudes, stigmas, and tab taboos surrounding sex and sexuality. The movement promotes a healthy, consensual, and affirming approach to human sexuality. This is me. This is where I just, this is my purpose. So here I'm going to give you some key aspects. I'm going to spend a little more time in this because this is what we need to be doing. So the sex one of the key components is sexual empowerment. The sex positive movement emphasizes the importance of sexual empowerment and autonomy. It encourages individuals to explore and embrace their own desires, preferences, and boundaries without shame or judgment. It promotes the idea that consensual sexual expression is a natural and positive aspect of human life. It also includes, it, there's inclusivity and diversity in this. The sex positive movement recognizes and celebrates the diversity of sexual orientations, gender identities, and relationship styles, which there are many. It advocates for the acceptance and affirmation of people across the LGBTQ plus spectrum and promotes understanding and respect for various sexual practices, kinks, and fetishes. It is all about consent and communication. Consent is a central tenet of the sex positive movement. It emphasizes the importance of clear and enthusiastic consent in all sexual encounters. The movement encourages open and honest communication about desires, boundaries, and expectations, 
fostering a culture of respect and mutual understanding. Also, the sex positive movement is about education and awareness. We advocate emphasis the need for comprehensive and inclusive sexual education. We argue that accurate information about sexual health, consent, pleasure, and relationships is essential for individuals to make informed decisions and lead fulfilling sexual lives. That's our goal here. And the big sex positive movement part here is the destigmatization. We aim to challenge and dismantle the stigmas and taboos around sexuality. It seeks to remove the shame and guilt associated with sexual desires, practices, and identities that fall outside of societal norms. By destigmatizing various aspects of sexuality, of movement, this movement, sorry, aims to promote healthier attitudes and relationships. We also discuss the intersectionality um, that issues of sexuality intersect with other systems of oppression, oppression such as race, class, and gender. It aims to address these intersections and advocate for societal justice and equality in sexual matters. The movement acknowledges that sexual liberation is intertwined with broader struggles for human rights and social change. The sex positive movement also critiques what is perceived as sex negativity in society, such as moralistic judgments, slut shaming, and objectification or commodification of bodies. It calls for a more compassionate and non-judgmental approach to sexuality, challenging harmful narratives that perpetuate shame and harm. So it's important to note that the sex positive movement is not without its critiques. Some argue that it can sometimes overlook or minimize the potential harms and inequalities associated with sexuality, such as issues of consent, power dynamics, and the influence of commercialization and pornography. The movement is constantly evolving and engaging in ongoing discussions and debates about these complex issues. So we can see that things have shifted over time. It has evolved. It has come to maybe a little bit overboard because there's been a big backlash right now, but the pendulum always swings, right, on lots of different things until it kind of falls into the middle or into a healthy part of what works for each individual person. So really, honestly, we need to promote open, honest conversations about sex. And when we do that, it helps people understand healthy sexual behaviors, boundaries, and consent. It can lead to better decision-making and it can reduce risk of 
STIs, unintended pregnancies, unintended relationships, and, um, you know, unintended uh, shame that you, we feel because we didn't express ourselves um, healthily. When we do talk openly and honestly, um, it can help reduce the shame and stigma around sexuality and sexual preferences. It can also create a more accepting and inclusive environment where people feel safe to express themselves. Open communication about sex can also help build trust and intimacy in relationships. It can also help partners understand each other's needs and desires, leading to a more fulfilling sexual experience. Open conversations about sex can help identify and address sexual problems, such as erectile dysfunction or low libido. This can lead to better sexual health and overall well-being. So sex overall, you know, open and honest conversations about sex promote healthy sexual behaviors, reduce shame and stigma, and it builds trust and intimacy and addresses sexual problems. I'll share a couple of my own personal stories of shame, um, sexual shame or whatever you want to call it. Um, I was caught uh, masturbating um, in my teens by my mother and was told that that was not appropriate. It's disgusting. We don't do that. And then your father will talk to you when he gets home. I was raised very Catholic. I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school, went to church every Sunday, and my parents were Catholic. And so my dad's family, his 14 brothers and sisters, my mother, her family, and so and so on and so on. And so my point to you is, yeah, these, we all have our issues. And it is important that we find an, our own personal views. And that takes time. And it won't be until after you're 18. Um, I'm, my assumption would be. Um, where you're going to really feel confident because you're still living under your parents' thinking, the society, your friends, and whatnot. And until you really start forming your own personal thoughts and journeys about sex and your sexual preferences, that's when you will really stand true to what is good for you. And you'll know if you were shamed for anything like I was when I was younger and learned that actually masturbation is the number one tool for getting to know you and your body and what you like so that you are able to share it with your partner and have a better relationship. So let me give you some tools um, for sex and exploring your sexuality because it is challenging and it can be vulnerable to many people. I mean, this is kind of like an area of like, oh my God, should I touch myself? Should I not? Whatever. So really the way that we do things is you need to start with yourself. 
Before you start anything else, start with you. Know your body. Take some time to explore your own desires, your own preferences, your own boundaries. Take out a mirror. Check things out down there. See what's going on down under. And this will help you feel more confident and informed when you're talking about sex with your partner. Take some time to educate yourself. Read some books, articles, online resources to learn more about sex and sexuality. This can help you understand common terminology, different sexual practices, and how to communicate effectively with partners. There's a great book, The Sex and Pleasure Book. It's Good Vibrations Guide to Great Sex for Everyone. It's by Carol Queen um, with Shar Rednar. And this you can buy in the link in my bio at Good Vibrations. And I have a percentage off for you. And feel free, pop in there and get this book. And this will help you to sex and pleasure. Let's communicate and let's be open and honest about our desires, boundaries, and expectations. Talk to your partner. Ask them what they like, what they're comfortable with, and listen to their responses. That would be another good one. Practice active listening. You know, pay attention to your partner's body language and verbal cues to understand their needs and desires. Make sure to ask for consent and check in regularly during sexual experiences. I This part I really love where partners take the time to go down and touch their partners, lick things, touch them, rub them, uh, you know, find out what's sensitive, what's not. Ask them questions during that process. I love that part. I think it's critical to any relationship um, to do that. And especially in the beginning, um, because you'll find out early on if you are a match and you don't have to go into full penetration. You can just do exploration, which is super fun. And there's so much to do in that. Come on, use your imagination. All right. And if you're really having a difficult time, which some people do, and I have had many people reach out to me and have supported them. Um, if you're struggling with this, then go and seek some support. Talk to somebody who you can explore your sexuality you know, talk to them, consider seeking someone like a therapist or a counselor or a sex educator, um, somebody who is safe and non-judgmental. It's a space that you can discuss your concerns and help you feel more comfortable with your sexuality. And that is me. I love to do that um, because I just believe that um, we need to explore our sexuality and not feel shame for any of it. And then learn how to 
be in our own sexuality and live our life that way. So um, remor- remember that exploring your sexuality is a personal and ongoing journey. It's not just one time you continually do it. And there's no right or wrong way. So be kind, be patient, be compassionate with yourself and with others, and always prioritize consent and communication. All right. I hope this particular podcast, Let's Talk About Sex, really gave you some information about sex, sexuality, shame, taboo, how it's evolved, and how we can move past it into a more positive movement. All right. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast with Sex Talk with Granny, where age is just a number. Have a great day. And that's it for today's episode of Sex Talk with Granny, where age is just a number, brought to you by the Gilfsten. I intend you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed sharing my thoughts and experiences with you. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, stay curious, stay open-minded, and keep exploring the wonderful world of sex and relationships. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and follow for more conversations with your granny. Ciao. And that's a wrap, folks. Thank you for joining me on today's exhilarating podcast of Let's Talk About Sex. If you loved what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, make sure to hit that subscribe button, like, and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Don't miss out on our future episodes packed with even more tips, tricks, and tantalizing discussions. Got something to share or a burning question? I want to hear from you. Send me a message on social media or in my email. Your thoughts and stories and feedback mean the world to me, and I can't wait to hear from each and every one of you. Remember, your sexual empowerment journey doesn't end here. Keep exploring, keep growing, and keep embracing your fabulous, authentic self. Until next time, this is Stephanie Smith signing off. Stay adventurous, stay safe, and stay sexy.